What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you for another episode of Talking Football. And guess what we're going to be talking about? That's right, football. Uh, a lot of energy flowing before the show here. We've been kind of going back and forth with one another. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I decided to try and push the show back this evening to say, you know, I just want to have a life after work. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it kind of fell through, didn't really do much, and uh, just another night leading up to the pod. So, boys, I apologize for the late start, but also appreciate you. Uh, we're going to be going through our rankings uh, in the NFL right here for the month of May and kind of what we think how – or excuse me, how we picture the NFL set up in terms of a power ranking after the draft heading into the season, after free agency. So, Dan uh, put together a fantastic spreadsheet today. Uh, so, I want to go ahead and give him a shout-out. Uh, just say we appreciate you. Thank you very much. And then Justin Treese is most likely going to be the one that edits this and publish it. So, I just want to give him a shout-out and also say thank you for your hard work behind the scenes and helping this show uh, continue to be what it is because it would not be here without you. And then our man behind the scenes coming up with fantastic ideas, willing to get guests for us and just help this thing continue to grow Mr. Riley. Uh, it's been a minute since he's been on the show, but hey, guess what? His impact is still there and present. So we appreciate that. And, you know, lastly, thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend, let a friend know, have them come listen to the show as well. Because let me tell you, I want to continue to grow this thing. Four years. Congrats on it. Want to make it another four? Matt, rather just slap a zero on that, make it 40. You just have the longest run of podcast in history, boys. Got nothing else to do because I'll tell you what, wanted to have a life, didn't happen. But one thing we are bringing back today is Tree Sivia. Excited to get into that. So let's do it, Justin Trees. The microphone is yours. And there's the inside joke that we were talking about last episode. Uh, we always start off the episode with something. Dan really, really needed that validation of this spreadsheet, and I so like bad. to give him shit. So bad. So bad. I, mean, you guys I, wanted, to, I wanted it's to give pretty it to sli- It's pretty slick. It is slick. It is slick. I'll admit it. All right. Oh, okay. That's all I needed. So I have. So this is kind of an add-on to a tree sibia that I did like a year and a half, two years ago. Actually, it might have even been three years ago now. Oh, um, this is... This okay. is fantastic. I found my old notebook that had all the tree civia notes in it. And oh, I really boy. wanted to crack that thing out and ask you some questions that I had written down. On that would be awesome. I used to write out the question yeah. and then my guesses. And I was looking through and I was like, this is incredible. So I'm, you I'm should because it'd be awesome to like see if it can stump myself. Um, okay. Yeah. Top 10 highest earning NFL players ever. So is this, I, I have follow up questions. Um, and is this, this is like career total earnings. Is this per year earnings? Is this AAV? This is, this is career earnings. Just we're talking, in their playing career. Just in playing career. Just contracts, not endorsements. Okay. And does it like, let's say, you know, for example, Lamar Jackson just signed a mega contract. Does he get credit for the full contract? No. Okay. <laughs> these, are, these are questions we got to no. know. No, it's a great. It's a great question. And to be honest, I made this like three weeks ago, and we just haven't had time to do it. So Lamar hadn't even signed. Well, hadn't signed his contract. So either Jalen Hurts, e- either Jalen Hurts, and, yeah. So okay. let's just say Jalen Hurts and Lamar are not there. Okay, so I w- but, so we got to get ten names. And this is this is what they've actually earned. So again, I'll, I'll spoil it. Like Patrick Mahomes is not don't, on this list because he's not. No, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want it. I I still don't think you guys are going to get it all. So like Patrick Mahomes is not on this list because he hasn't earned all five hundred okay. million. Okay. Uh, Austin, do you want to like ping pong this? Because I have a name right away. Yeah, and uh, real quick, how many did you say we were guessing? I got ten. 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 And uh, I know I mean, what sucks. 
Sorry, 108 sucks. I used to have, I, I wrote this down twice. The first one I had the actual amounts and then I lost that one and I redid it mm-hmm. or off from the list, but I don't have the amounts. So don't ask the amounts. Okay, so again, <laughs> I'm gonna the, go... the question is top 10 career earning players in the NFL throughout their career. Correct. Only as of today. NFL contracts. Correct. Or as okay. of three weeks ago. So uh, uh my top three, Peyton oh, Manning, yes. Eli Manning, and uh Tom Brady. You got one correct in your top so three, which is Peyton. I would like to submit the name Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so you so here's here's where we're at. All five are on the top ten. Hell yeah, they are. Only one of them is in the top three. Is it Aaron Rodgers? No. It's Peyton. Who Brady. is it? No, it's not. Tom Brady? Then it's, it's Eli. Brady. Tom Brady because Tom Brady, he's really been, he played so long. Well, yeah. I know that, but he kept taking like cuts, like like deals, like cuts on his yeah, deals but, to where it didn't seem like well, that right. Much. But when you play for you know 20 exactly. years, it, yeah, it adds up. So Tom Brady um, is one. So we'll okay. go with that. Would you give me how many non quarterbacks are on the list? No, I would not. Are there non quarterbacks on no, the list? No, there are not. <laughs> so yes, I'll give you the answer. <laughs> so Drew Brees. Okay. He's got to be another one. Reason number a good two. One. Good job. So, uh, would Philip Rivers be on there? Philip Rivers, it, he is. But do you want to guess where he's at? I bet he's like eight. He is eight. Good job. Dang. Okay, so we yeah. gotta put Big Ben in there, right? While we're rock, yep. rocking through that QB class. Yeah. Where do you think Big Ben lands? Uh, he's probably a little bit above Phil. He's probably like six. No, I'm gonna say four. No. Ten. Three. No. Three. Ooh, wow. Ben, bred it up. Yeah. Austin said Eli. Where do you think Eli stands? He's got to be five. Uh, let's you see. Ben, ben was three. But right? yeah. remember, he won. He won the rings. But Peyton, Peyton got that big deal with Denver, though. Yeah. Eli was just with the Giants. So I'm gonna go like five. You both are. You both said five, and he's actually six. Okay. So, so right now we have Tom Brady one, Drew Brees two, uh, Ben Roethlisberger three. Eli six, Four. Eli six, Rivers eight. That's where you're at. Rivers Let's go, Peyton. Eight. Where do you guys have so Peyton? Peyton Manning is going to be four. Nope. No, Peyton's going to be later because he was because he was longer ago. Remember, we had, we just had this influx of QB cash, so we got to have the guys who like have signed free agency deals but played long enough to have that cash and have the contract of matured. Uh, is Peyton eight? No, you already seven. Already said eight. Yes. Okay, seven. so he's Peyton, not. That's a no Peyton, then. Peyton is Man. seven, one behind his brother Eli. Ooh. Ooh Eli made more Eli. money than Peyton. Okay. Shout out so Eli. let's go with let's go. Now we also talked about Rogers. Where do you guys think Rogers is at? I'm gonna assume he's five then. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we are missing four, nine, and ten. Okay. So let's think about it. What quarterbacks have done a little like journeyman, played a long time, and were very good? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a good answer. And he is on the list. Where do you guys have him? Let's say 10. No. I'm going to put him at Nine. four. He's at four. Really? Matt Ryan. We got the huge wow. contract. He got the huge with, uh, contract. With, uh, with Atlanta after they made the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, yep. Okay, so we have nine and 10 left. Mm, okay, I just want to pause for a second, and I want to thank Austin Cunningham for going on this journey with me. I appreciate him being on our uh, Tree Civia here and a co-host of the podcast. Yes. Co-host, let's make sure we, we capitalize the co in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Nine and ten boys. Uh, okay, nine and ten. Making mistakes um, on that. God forbid. Okay, I don't think that like... Joe yeah, Flacco. 
that's no. actually a pretty good answer. <laughs> but it, it actually is a good guess. But no. yeah, I think it's a good answer. Um, all right, I th- I don't think Kurt Warner's on there because he started his career too late. Favre was too late. McNabb didn't play long enough. Tony Romo, um, also a good guess, but no. Damn. I'm trying to think. If I look at my phone, will you trust that I'm just looking at the spreadsheet for team names? Like that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's I don't know why you're not using your laptop, but uh don't have one. Um Russell Wilson, no. No. Too young. Is we Cam Newton Rogers, on there? We said Rogers was eight. Rogers was five. five. What about Cam Newton? No, not Cam Newton. That's who I was gonna to guess. Thank you. Dang, that's a good uh Blake Bortles never got paid. <laughs> uh, I'm just going through teams, dude. I'm sorry, Jackson. It, it, it's the color of the box. That wasn't a dig. Is like Joe G Montana, Steve Young. No way they're going to be on that list. Joe Montana, Steve Young. No, they're not on the list. Is Jimmy G on there? No. It's oh, it's fuck. Uh, who's that? Who's that backup quarterback? Who's with the Bears forever? And he just like never played, but he got paid all the time. You talking about Chase Daniels? <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it's not him. I, I, I thought he just deserves player. a shout out. I feel like whenever there's a you know whenever there's one of these, there's that name on there where it's like she's really oh there's he's a on there. oh there I, there's a name that I'm shocked you guys haven't said, mm. and there's a name that I thought was going to stump you guys. Uh, is it Matt Carson Stafford? Palmer? It is Matthew Stafford. Really? Oh, wow. Nine, number nine or ten? Nine. Uh, nine. Good job. Okay. And ten. Thanks. Ten is. The one that I thought would trick you guys. Um, that I didn't think you'd guess. You guys want one hint? Yeah, yeah. I love a hint. He means quite a bit to myself and Austin. Is it Blake Bortles? No. He means nothing. He means nothing to Austin. The boat means something Alex to everyone. Smith. Bingo, bingo. Alex Smith. Wow. wow. Unbelievable. He's in the top 10. He made the 10th most. Wow. Unbelievable. I got his signed jersey, boys. That's what yeah, I'm talking do. about. You got one of them? Didn't think so. Yeah, I I don't. Wow. So. That's awesome. I, that is incredible. We, I feel like we did very well on you guys, that. You guys did awesome. Like, really, really well. <laughs> so, let's give us the top 10 that have highest paid players in the NFL. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Eli, Peyton, Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith. Top 10. Man. Incredible. Yeah. That was a good one. Thank you. That was a good one. Now I'm excited to know like what the top 10 would be at each position. I actually wanted to start doing that. And be like, well, hey, let's perfect. Let's... See you for running backs next time. Yeah, episode. exactly. <laughs> running backs next time. Offensive lineman is going to be extremely hard. Skill positions Top only. 10 highest earning kickers of all time. Uh, Adam Vinatieri, done. Yeah, I'm going to go Vinatieri, Mason Crosby. Gold probably's on there. Robbie yeah, Gold. Robbie Gold's on there. Yeah. I sneaky what was the Patriots? I think I just messed up his name. The Patriots kicker. Steven... Adam Vinatieri. No, uh, Steven Gostowski? Yeah. Gostowski. I said John. Yeah. I said Gonikowski. Boy, I just <laughs> I combined two of them there. Whoops. All right. Okay. Before we get into our rankings, let's talk about the schedule. So it officially leaks on Thursday when most people are listening to this. Some games have already been announced. Um, we can talk about the you know, the games overseas. We have the Jags versus Falcons on week four. Jags played again their week five against the Bills. 
back-to-back games for the first time ever overseas there, which is interesting. Obviously, it's going to make everybody back. See, they are going to move there, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, why I don't hate it is because, one, they get to just stay there for the week and get used to it, mm-hmm. the time zone. And two, they don't have to play at Buffalo now. Like, they get their the away game against Buffalo is not in that's, Buffalo, which is a huge a win point. to me. Like, I'm that's super fair. excited about that because – I've talked about this that I'm like, I'm super scared for the Jag schedule because they have to like go to Kansas City again. They have to go. I think they have to play at the Bengals. They have to play at Buffalo, like a pretty hard schedule. We have that advantage. That's awesome. So, okay, here's another thing thinking about that with the Jags playing back to back overseas games week four and five. They'll obviously have their bye week, week six, most likely. Yep. Right. I hate that. But. I think I would rather play two overseas games back to back than get a random Thursday night game that like screws you up on a short week. Yeah. Because I would, because the Jags, the, that division in general has been basically like the semi Thursday night football poster, team. poster child for, poster Thursday. for Thursday night games. They yeah. like putting, they like putting them on with the Jags having two overseas games. You think that they're going to have less Thursday games, if not no Thursday games. Yeah. So the and if you can get no Thursday games, sign up for that. Just simply from a team health standpoint. You know what I think is going to happen. The Jaguars are going to go back to back in London. They're going to come back and get a bye week. And then they're going to come back and play on Thursday night. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that'd so, be the worst. So the rumor is that's coming out. Literally. I just saw this like 20 minutes ago that Jags finally hallelujah are going to get a Monday night game against the Bengals. And it's going to be Burrow versus Trevor on a Monday. That night. would be like, yeah, that will be which nice. I'd be psyched, stoked about in Cincy. And, uh, yeah, that game's in Cincy. Yeah, I believe that'll be electric. Um, okay. Week nine, we have dolphins versus chiefs boys. The, uh, showdown of Dan and Austin. I kind of don't like that just because Tyreek won't get to go back to Kansas City. Yep. I didn't like, like that. Selfishly, either. I think yeah, I wanted that. Suck. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, like, we... I would have much rather, like, I don't know, Chiefs Jets be over there, Chiefs Jags, you know, one of those games yeah. where I, I just feel like the Dolphins, that's a playoff matchup and they're getting it overseas. Right. And you know, like, that's a great problem. Dolphins NFL, Chiefs. But... Dolphins Chiefs is, I think, is one of those where, like, because of the offenses, that game is going to do numbers. I don't think you needed to prop that up on a Germany stage. What's the look? Don't for love injuries? it. Yeah, what's the look for? I quote: "I didn't like Dolphins Chiefs there because that feels like a playoff game. I would rather see something like Chiefs Jags." Bro, no, they he said played. Jets. He said Jets, and then Roll he said the or yeah, and then he said yeah. or Jags. He said Jets yeah. or oh, Jags. Shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna set this one out, folks. I'm Jet, gonna just put the, I'm gonna Jaguars, mute the mic and set this one out. The Jaguars played the Chiefs, looking in the last playoffs. Do you want to you want to understand you want to try and understand why I said what I said? Because the Jags always play overseas, so that matchup would have made more sense in terms of the scheduling. But you so that's why specifically, I refer to that. But I would rather see the Chiefs play their overseas game against a team who always plays overseas. You can admit and also here. playing back to back, might I add, which but, we just discussed. Yeah, but you said you said it feel I don't want this one overseas because it feels like a playoff game. I mm-hmm. would rather them play the Jags. But I think we can also. I mean, if we're, if we're going to go there on what feels like a playoff game. It didn't feel like the Jaguars should be in the playoffs last year. You're not helping. 
Personally, I can't wait to do the rankings later and see where Austin has the Jags. It didn't actually did pretty well with them, I thought. It didn't feel like a playoff game. I didn't say it. I said it didn't feel like the Jags belonged in the playoffs. It's times like these where I really wish we had a uh, and it was a good game against the Chiefs. But I felt like we all thought watching last year the Jags in the playoffs doesn't feel right. It's a fun story, a little Cinderella moment, but we all knew there was a little year is a little bit of a year early for them. Didn't really expect them to be in the playoffs last year. You're taking offense to it, and I'm not trying to. Not trying to be offensive. I mean, you worded. I'm being honest with you. You worded this horribly. This entire segment. You very much came across as we're the Chiefs. Fuck everybody else, and nobody actually feels like a playoff team. Like I'm being dead serious. That is no, what no. The Dolphins from. do. Except for the Dolphins. If that's honestly how it's coming note across, to, I am not meaning to come note that to way self, at all. Note to self: only the Dolphins are a playoff team because don't never forget. Austin literally said the Eagles are not even a. I'm not even worried about the Eagles in the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. Literally said that, that he was not worried about them. I don't believe I said I'm not worried about them. We can we can play the tape again the next episode when you literally said that. I, I really want you to. Okay, because you said, like, what are they going to do? Jalen Hurts? I think you even said Jalen Hurts can't throw on us. I think well, you uh, said that. I'll tell you what, boys. Speaking of not playoff teams, <laughs> speaking of not playoff teams, the Colts the and Patriots the also Dolphins. play Week 10. Uh, that game's also in mm. Germany. Uh, I, I'm not excited about this game at all. No. Colts Patriots. It does not excite me one bit. I hope it's at like I'm, I'm sorry. Seven, like, eight, I hope it's at it. seven a.m. I hope it's at I'll 7 watch it so because it'll uh, it'll be at eight thirty God's time. Uh, I'll watch it for AR, but otherwise it's like eh. It's very eh. Uh, then we have the NFL with their first Black Friday game once again. The playoff team, Miami Dolphins. Going to the New York Jets. How do we guys feel about a Black Friday game? Uh, I think it's kind of pointless, honestly. Like, why? Why yeah. are we putting a game on that Friday? Yeah, there's enough college football um, games. I, I'll be watching yeah, the college football games. I agree. And it's like, that's also the time where, like, every high school in the country is playing their state game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's state weekend for high school. I think they'll do numbers because, like, it's. At, I, think, I believe the game's at 430 Eastern. And, I mean, yeah. You might like take a little afternoon nap, wake up, warm up some more, you know, Thanksgiving leftovers and sit down and watch a game. But by that late in the afternoon, I think everybody's kind of on their way home from shopping and you got to help unload the car and do everything else. I just, yeah, I think that would have been a better like seven o'clock at night game, not four 30 in the afternoon. For sure. Like you guys said, there's going to be college football on. We're a little more lenient towards college football on this podcast. So yeah. And then we got what Eagles and Giants on Christmas and Bengals Chiefs on New Year's Eve. Bengals Chiefs is going to be a banger, even though uh, Bengals playoff team. Probably not. I mean, they're not the Dolphins, so that's why. Not the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, that's for, that's for sure. Yeah. So definitely, definitely better than the Jaguars. So actually, the Bengals. This dude is the Bengals, You guys know the cartoon where like the the animated character gets just piss red and like start shooting start shooting steam out of its ears that's trees right now with just the way i came off and the way i sounded like the chiefs are better than everybody everyone else could piss off 
The problem is they are because they're Super Bowl champs. So that's the problem that I have. But I didn't say that, and I'm not trying to act that way. You, you thousand percent are trying to act that way. I'm really not. Like I'm. Then you just meant no disrespect to the Jaguars. My mindset with it was the Jags always play overseas. That game for the Chiefs would make much more sense than playing Miami, which has more of an impact and means more in the division in that game because of Tyree Kill being in Arrowhead and what he said. I thought that was I thought that was safely assumed. My apologies. I am sorry I came off because of what he said, and I am sorry I made you mad because of what he said. Yeah, Tyree Kill said he was going to come into Arrowhead and remind everybody. Oh, you mean like how the Jags said that it wasn't that loud? We've already discussed that. I know, but like you're you're act so again, like you guys I will continue to say it. Chiefs Kingdom is the most sensitive fan base in all of sports. We see you guys are Chiefs, so sensitive. No matter remember, what, nobody said they had a chance. They were underdogs. They were all underdogs. Year. You guys were underdogs, underdogs all year. Nobody believed in you. <laughs> he doesn't get the reference. It's okay. I do get the reference, but the I just think it's silly that everyone thinks that's like ha ha because everyone said all offseason the Chiefs are not winning that division. Oh everyone God, shitted on the Chiefs for doing nothing the offseason. I was one of them. I understood. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. They were the third favorites in all of sport in the NFL. In Vegas. But anytime you watched the media and talked about the Chiefs, it was the Chiefs are not doing anything this offseason. Everybody else in the division is. Even me as a Chiefs fan is like, you traded away Tyree Kill. You drafted all these young guys on defense in the draft. There's no way you can expect them to come in and make this big of an impact. Sure enough, they did. To be fair, to be fair. It's like, it's so easy to just be like, oh, they won, like, yeah, awesome. hey, I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming to help you here. To be fair, all three of us on this podcast had the Chiefs as a wild card team last year. Two of I, us had the Chargers winning the division. One of us had the Broncos. Yeah, I also okay. had. I've also not had the Chiefs winning the division. I think since we started this podcast, so you need to keep that rolling. <laughs> yeah. I would appreciate you picking the Chiefs this year. Yeah, exactly. No. And how and how many times have I rooted for the Jaguars? How many times have I said "fuck the Titans"? Yeah, but you said I that because they but support, 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 support. No, and this one time where I have the safe assumption that Kansas City and Jacksonville playing overseas makes more sense than I thought the Chiefs Dolphins would. I so, thought the NFL would want that to be at Arrowhead. Okay, there's two things to that. One, you talk plenty of shit on the Jags, and that's fine. Two, you say fuck the Titans because the Titans went on a little bit of run where they were scaring the shit out of you more than anything. And then two or three, I guess, at this point, I'm not mad that you said that the Jags and Chiefs should play in London or Germany. I don't care about that. It is the fact that you said the Dolphins and Chiefs is a playoff game. The Jags and Chiefs is not. When, in fact, it was a playoff game. In 2023. Yes, that was last year. No, 2023 is this year. It last is, season. We, Come on now. We have not. We are. We're not even think, close to the the start of. I understand that the season, but we're just we're not going to agree on it. We're I not going it. to agree. You disrespect other teams because you're the Chiefs, and it's fine. I disrespect your team because you guys go, know what we'll definitely agree on. Our power we'll definitely, our without power a doubt, rankings. without a doubt, agreeing 100%. There won't be a lick of any kind of argument here, folks. Our power rankings for May. Yep. 
Also want to say at the, the end here, keep it with the Chiefs, I guess, for the New Year's Eve game against the Bengals. You had to do I it. I hate that's an end-of-the-year game. That's such a like, – It might be for the one seed. Exactly. Like, there's just so much riding on that game. It feels like a couple years ago when the Chiefs went to Cincinnati and lost, and then they faced them in the AFC Championship game and then also lost. It's just rather like the exactly Chiefs. what that is. You'd I'd rather, rather play the them in the middle of the season, beginning of the season, right. like last year. And you'd rather, like, Week 17 play a team like, I don't know, Jacksonville. No name team. <laughs> okay. All right. I would rather play Houston at the end of the year. Good call. Really Good call. Good call. Do you guys play Houston this year? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. We do play Jacksonville at home, and we will be betting money on that game. So that's – we have just – You mean me kind of you or – You've kind of pissed me off. Me or you, or you mean – like when you say we, you mean yourself, and you're talking to, about yourself in the we format, and like you're actually betting no, on the game? No, you and I, Justin Treese oh. and Austin Cunningham, oh, okay. will be making a bet on that well, game. No, well, I play with house money for how much money you owe me on the Royals, so that's totally fine. No, it's all clear. Royals won. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. We're <laughs> we going, were on quadruple or nothing. <laughs> we're going, we're going five <laughs> at a time. Five at a time. My 32 team, Arizona Cardinals. My 31 team – Washington Commanders, 30, Houston Texans, 29 is the Tampa Bay Bucks, and 28 is the Los Angeles Rams. All right, and my bottom five at 32, I have the Arizona Cardinals, 31, the Houston Texans, 30 is going to be those Tampa Bay Bucks, 29 is actually the Rams, and at 28, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Bingo. And then from me for 32 to 27, starting at 32, I have the Commanders. Then I go Texans, Panthers, Bucks, Titans, and the Cardinals. All right. So in your bottom five, guys, were there any big takeaways? I felt Arizona was very easy to put at 32. No Kyler Murray for at least the majority of the season, in my opinion. He shouldn't play at all this season. Everyone they had that was notable left. They already moved assets piling up for 24. It seems like this is overall year. They're just saying, let's just get through the season. Like I, there's no want to win with this team and the season's five months away. So they were an easy 32 for me. Austin, you had the Cardinals up a 27. Mm-hmm. I do Please think that they will be okay midway through the season. I mean, you're not getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, or at least you haven't yet. So that's kind of part of the reason why I'm having that up. Up there, you still have some receiving weapons. You still have a decent running back. Your offensive line, it's addressed. Hopefully, you can stay healthy this next year. Defensively, I get it's all over the place. I'm also expecting Kyler Murray to come through the middle of the season. I do expect him to be rejuvenated, more ready to go. And the other thing, too, with this division, it's kind of wide open outside of the San Francisco 49ers. I know the Seahawks are going to be tough. I know the Rams are dealing with health issues as well, and they've lost a ton on defense. But I think that leaves Arizona still in a position where they can fight in this division through the beginning of the year without Kyler, and eventually he'll come through. My whole reasoning with the commanders is because it's as much talent as on that team we just continue to see them fail again and again and again. And it's more so in the, the reasoning of they do not have a quarterback. And when you don't have anything consistent at quarterback, you don't have a consistent leader. That's going to create issues down the road, even with all that other talent across the board on both sides of the ball. So that's pretty much why I have them right there at 32. I feel like Arizona still has enough offensive weapons to continue through without Kyler until he gets there. And then I know they'll be fine the rest of the way through the season. All right, perfect. Let's go on to the next ones. 27, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, no, sorry, Panthers. Sorry. 
Carolina Panthers. 26, I have the Raiders. 25, I have the Saints. 24, I have the Colts. 23, I have the Bears. Good. And uh, for me at 27, I have the Commanders. 28, I have the Titans. Do I got to say, like, fuck the Titans? Is that a, is that a thing we have to do whenever yeah, they're should. mentioned? Uh, okay, so fuck the Titans. You're at 26. At 25, I have the Carolina Panthers. 24, the Las Vegas Raiders. And 23, I got the Pittsburgh Feelers. <laughs> love that. I love how I also said, here's my bottom five, and then I read six of them. So let me go through here again. I was going to let you do it. Yeah, I saw both your smirks. Uh, number 27, once again, the Cardinals. Number 26, Saints. 25, Colts. 24, Bears. And then 23, rounding it out right there for me, is the Las Vegas Raiders. I am wanting to talk about it. So you both some, are low on the Steelers. So okay, I think there's a couple different ways you can do power rankings. For what me, do you mean? I'm I'm higher on the Steelers than you are. I have them at 19. I have them at 18. And I'm the low man at 23. Oh, I was looking at so, okay. For so why I have the Steelers at 23. I think we look at their division. That's a very good division. One of the better divisions in football, probably top three division in football. I could scroll over and look and tell you, but I'm pretty positive they're top three. This is a last place team. This is a last place team. You have a quarterback in a second year. I don't love the offensive line. I don't, Najee Harris just hasn't been that explosive, dependable guy. He's been, he was at Alabama. He's just been fine. He's been three yards per carry. He's been fine the defense we know is going to be good even though brian flores went to minnesota we'll get to them in a little bit but overall this is just a team that i think they're going to be once again sub 500 and i think i put teams above them that i think have a higher ceiling i think pittsburgh definitely if we did a floor ranking pittsburgh's probably going to be in that top 20 easy but this is a team that i see doesn't have a super high ceiling so i'm willing to bet on other teams right now being higher even though i think we could all say Pittsburgh's going to be somewhere around 500 at the end of the year. They're going to find a way, yeah. but it just doesn't there. It's not, it's yeah. done, they just, there's nothing that jumps off their roster. Like, damn, they have this ace up their sleeve. Yeah. They're just kind of status quo. I think they're going to be about 500. I do have the Browns lower than them. Um, we haven't gotten to either of them on my side, but um, interesting is I'm the highest on the Titans. You guys are really disrespecting the Titans. I'm surprised you're not. And I, I, mean, I don't know just, if that's because you're worried about coming off as like a Jaguars homer, but I don't know what the Titans have to offer next year. I, Derek Henry, I, that's what that's they have. It. They, that's all they had last year, and look how they did. Granted, he was dealing with some injuries, but like... Yeah, I I just have faith in the coaching staff that they're going to they're gonna be hard to beat, and they're going to win games they probably shouldn't win. Let's like, like let's look at last year, right? They put they took you guys to overtime in in Kansas City, right? And like it's just like they're just that team that are going to win games, even though it's ugly and they're not that good of a team, but they're going to be hard to beat. I think no matter what. And I think a healthy Tannehill makes this offense a lot scarier. Yeah, it's definitely not going to hurt. The thing is, how long can they keep Tannehill healthy? That's a bad offensive line. Agreed. They've had Agreed. to, you know, it, it, it's there's a lot of holes. There's no easy cure-all like you know when a team that we have like at the top is easy to say in a cincinnati Bengals or a kansas city chiefs a jaguars where there's a quarterback there that can elevate the entire rest of the team and mask things tennessee is a script football team they have to play this script if they play this script 
is going to be a one possession game at the end of the fourth quarter. And whoever's the toughest is going to come out on top. If it gets away from that script, they're screwed. So yeah, it, they're going to be in games, but it has to go this way for them to win. It's been how like they that feel. forever though. It's been it's, like that it forever. Definitely. Definitely has been. It's just the rest of the roster has listen, gotten worse. Listen, I hope they suck. I, I don't like their roster. I'm putting, I have them higher because of Frabel. Like that's my, okay. that, I think that's fair. That's probably my reasoning with the Steelers as well. Uh, just head coach makes a difference in terms of he's never had a losing season. Probably not going to see it again. Can he pick it? I mean, we saw him at the end of the year, really take a huge step forward with a, you know, game winning drives right there to George Pickens as well. I think they'll just continue to grow off of that. Uh, my next five though, right here, I'm going to go Falcons at 22 Rams at 21 Pats 20 Steelers. Like we were just talking about at 19 and then the New York football giants at 18. All right. Uh, 22. I have the Titans 21. I have the Packers 20. I have the Broncos 19, the Browns 18, the Steelers. And I have the bears at 22, the Minnesota Vikings at 21 at 20. I got the Broncos 19, the Saints, and 18, the New England Patriots. So, Justin, we want to talk about it. Is now a good time to talk about it? Sure. We need to talk about our Falcons and why someone with a lack of faith has this team destined for stardom. The team of the podcast that brought the three of us together in harmony for the entire 2023 football season. Here we are in May, and someone has them not only outside the top 20, but at 22, a bottom 10 team in the NFL. We're talking about I have the Jaguars at 10. Didn't we all unite together because of the Jaguars? And No, they're, they're, they're our Falcons. Team and... Where were you last week? No, I'm excited. The, the thing with the Falcons, I just I still have questions on their defense. Like, do you have a true edge rusher? Like, do you truly have a guy that can make a difference on defense? Your secondary is growing. Your offensive line – there's still question marks there. Your offense, you have weapons. We didn't see you take advantage of that last year. Um, granted, Marcus Mariota was your quarterback. Kind of hard to do so. Desmond Ritter gets a true shot this year. I know you have Bijan Robinson, which I'm excited about. Very, very excited about. I just want to see it before I believe it. That's, I mean, I'm from, from Missouri, show me state. Show me. Show me your, to... your top 20 team. Because right now oh. and after last year, I just didn't see it. I'm excited. I want to hit you guys with this. The Falcons are the sexy version of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, they are. I wonder I mean, what the that, correlation is. Yeah, I wonder if it's like almost like their head coach was the offensive coordinator for the yeah. Titans. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Like they, they literally play the same way. The only difference is Atlanta has explosive weapons, and maybe, maybe got rid of theirs. <laughs> they'll use them. Yeah, and Tennessee the traded theirs away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, like, okay. I'm really excited about this Falcons team. So, I have them not crazy high, but a little bit higher. By the way, their odds jumped to plus 275 this week from 250. So, we're actually going to make that bet. Just send me the Venmo request. Okay. Just all right. Whenever you're ready. Okay. I'm going, I'm going my whole top half here. I'm going 17 up. Let's just do that. And then we can just get into our arguments. Okay. 17 Patriots. 16. Our Atlanta Falcons, 15, the Vikings, 14, the Lions, 13, the Giants, 12, the Jets, 11, the Cowboys, 10, the Seahawks, 9, the Dolphins, 8, the Chargers, 7, the Jaguars, 6, the Bills, 5, the Ravens, 4, the Bengals, 
Three, the 49ers. Two, the Chiefs. One, the Eagles. Okay, and at Next 17... Are, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I paused. I thought you were waiting for me. Uh, we got to get we gotta get a point or something. Uh, at 17, I have the Cleveland Browns. 16, the Green Bay Packers. 15, the Dallas Cowboys. At 14, our Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds themselves. At 13, the New York Giants. 12, the Chargers. 11, last year's team, the Detroit Lions. At 10, the Jets. 9, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Definitely a playoff team at number nine. Uh, at eight, the Baltimore Ravens. Seven, the Seahawks. Six, the Miami Dolphins. Five, the Buffalo Bills. Four, 49ers. Three, the Bengals. Two, the Kansas City Chiefs. And your number one team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely. Next up, 17 and up for me. I'm going to go 17 to 10. I have Packers, Broncos, Seahawks, Browns, Lions at 13, Jets at 12, Vikings 11, and then the Jaguars sitting right there at 10. Vikings just on the outside looking in at 11. Then 10 down again, Jaguars at 10, Cowboys, Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers at 6, Bengals at 5. Then I go Bills, Niners at 3, Eagles at 2, Chiefs at 1. Very hard not to put the Eagles at one. Then I kind of thought back to what happened in February. You know, I know it was last season, words that I said last uh, just a little bit ago, but Chiefs did come out victorious. I do think the Eagles added to that defense. Chiefs just got younger in terms of the draft. Don't know how significant those guys will be, but when you look at what the Eagles did in the draft, those guys look like they can come in and immediately make an impact. So you guys having them at one, totally understand. I kind of want to know, because we all have this team very high. We all have them in the top four. What was your guys' thought process with the San Francisco 49ers, being that as of right now we don't know who their quarterback is? That I don't care who their quarterback is, and as, okay, long, as, they have healthy, yep. as long as they have a healthy one, they're a top three team. Yeah, I, I put the 49ers at four because no matter what happens, they seem to not go away. Yeah. Right. Whether it ends up being Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, whoever it is, Kyle Shanahan's going to make it work. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. I just think, you know, it's weird to have San Francisco that high when you look at all the other teams around them, right? The Eagles have Hurts, the Chiefs have Mahomes, Cincinnati has Burrow, San Fran, Wood. And then we go to five and I have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills there. Like those are elite quarterbacks. And uh, oh, well, it don't matter. So it's just very, you know, straight. They're the outlier in that top five. Yeah. Just a great roster. Yeah. And going off of that, too, I think, like, even with Sam Donald, he's got enough NFL experience. I think he's one of those guys that's really had an unfair roster everywhere he's been to truly be a decent quarterback. And if there is a moment where he has to step in and, you know, be the starter in San Francisco, I think a lot of people are going to look at him and go, okay, wow, I, I now see what everyone else was talking about coming through the draft. He gets a fair chance. He's in an offense that, you know, will work around him. Kyle Shanahan's going to make him look good. I think he'll play well. He's got the experience. And then if it comes down to, okay, hey, the guy that we traded up for to get here in Young, or excuse me, um, in Lance, yeah, I think if he was your starting quarterback last year, you guys are in the Super Bowl. Like, I know Brock Purdy goes down with an injury, but I do think if Trey Lance was there through the season, there'd be no doubt that it's the San Francisco 49ers playing the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. I, I think he can be that much of a difference maker for their offense. Yeah. Um, going back to Sam Darnold, if he becomes a starter because Purdy's not healthy and they do whatever with Lance, I don't know if he gives that job back to either of them, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I really don't. Ain't that crazy? Like, like, this is a guy who was completely ran out of New York, 
Yep. Never really got a fair shake, I would say, in Carolina. Yeah. And now yeah, we're talking about which is how very weird. So dude. weird. So strange. right. Well, there was a lot of weird things with that Carolina team over the last few seasons. But and now we're talking about how he was a back page of the paper signing, you know, just just a footnote at the bottom of a paragraph on free agency. And we're talking how if he gets to start, he might not give that job back. And I think that just also goes to show to Kyle Shanahan that it's like, yeah, you get a guy in here that can run this offense and has leadership and, you know, can't throw the football really well. Or I, not even, I shouldn't even say really well, just decently well. Like when he is supposed to on time, the offense can be magical. And I think with Sam Donald, that would be a perfect mix. So I think um, it could be like Jimmy Garoppolo extended in yeah. terms of what the, the offense is because he can push the ball down the field. He's not scared to chuck it. You know, I think he's a little he's more a, He's a sneaky well. good athlete. Yeah. Uh, Sam Darrell had a couple big runs when he was with the Jets. Where it was like, I think he had like a 60-yard touchdown run. He did. On like a was Thursday the, it, night. Was, yeah, I was going to say, it was like a Thursday night football. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, what just happened? Yeah. Um, I'm just going through like the biggest like outliers here. Yeah. For me, the, Austin, the next one. Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks. Um, I just – this is a team that just struggles to stay healthy. It's just like every every year, you know, a guy that you're really relying on, especially the running back position, just kind of goes down. And then defensively, they got better throughout the year last year, which was exciting. But I also think that division just kind of fell perfectly for them where everyone else was also dealing with injuries. No one could stay healthy. You're sitting here looking at it. I was like, who's going to step up? Geno Smith was able to make plays. And then kind of as the year went on, you just started to see the Seahawks lose and lose and lose. And it was one of those deals where – We've already just put Geno Smith up here. We're excited about the story. You know, everyone wrote him off, but he didn't write back. That's super awesome. But then it's just kind of like this next year is going to be tough. Everyone's now prepared for you. They know what you're capable of. They're going to go back and look at the tape. They're going to expose your weaknesses even more. I think that's going to be tough. I love the fact that they were able to add JSN in the draft. That's going to be a lot of fun with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And then it's like, let's build off of it from there. I think there's a lot of potential. But again, it's just everyone else in this division now has a fresh look at Geno Smith and how they're going to game plan against him. And I think that's going to hurt the Seahawks moving forward. You're also very low on the Giants. On the Giants, yes. Just because last year was a contract year for their starting quarterback and your starting running back. And the late, great Therese Paler, who was a beat writer for the Kansas City Chiefs here in the Kansas City area. You guys may not be familiar with him, but the dude was a legend, and he had this saying that contract year is undefeated. And it's a motto that I love to carry on when I talk about NFL players being the contract year because it's so true. You know what I mean? We saw Saquon Barkley stay healthy for a huge chunk of the year, the whole year. And it was such a difference on what he was doing on the field and then even with Daniel Jones it's like okay hey like we're starting to see some progress I think a lot of that has to go you know to Brian Dable and Mike Kafka the head coach and the offensive coordinator I think that helped out a lot and now you're adding weapons on offense there's a possibility you're good but again we sit and we look at this division aside from the Washington Commanders so that leaves the other two teams being the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles they're just stacked I mean it, it's going to be hard to to win that division and you know get the two or one seed coming out of the NFC East. I just find it very hard to believe. So even with that kind of falling into the year, I can kind of see them falling a little bit lower than everybody else. Let's uh, let's have a little fun here, guys. Um, in your rankings, is there a team, and I have mine, so I'll talk while you guys can come up with your answer, in your bottom 10. A team in your bottom 10 
that you would not be surprised if at the end of the year they find a way to sneak into the playoffs. I mean, they, you know, because right now, basically, we're kind of looking at the overall roster, right? The overall roster, coaching staff, what they've done thus far. Is there a team in your bottom 10 right now that you're like, damn, if the chips fall, this is a team that could jump and be that, oh, my God, where'd they come from team? For me, it's the Chicago Bears. Bingo. If you look at Justin Fields coming in, second year in the system, finally understand they went out, they got DJ Moore, they spent money on the defensive side, they added to the offensive line, and that division's not very good. There's a lot of question marks in that division. The Vikings retooled. Green Bay doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. Okay, so Chicago doesn't have their landlord, right? They don't have an owner right now. And we know who Detroit is. So I think the Bears could be that team, especially in the second half of the season, that makes a lot of noise, goes on a Jacksonville-type run from last year. Yeah, and, you know, since you just said the Bears, I don't want to, you know, say the same exact team. So I got another one right here for us. The New Orleans Saints. You know, they still have Alvin Kamara. They still have Michael Thomas. They still have Chris Olave. You just went and signed uh, Foster Moreau, who we know is dealing with his own off-field issues and battling cancer. But just the fact that you have someone else at tight end that you can rely on, I think, is good. you got a great running back. you got a great receiver, and you have Derek Carr as a quarterback. That defense is going to be just the same old defense. Like, they just come out and ball. You know, they just – they have good leadership. They have good talent everywhere on the field. I think they're a team that looks at the NFC South, sees it's wide open, and they might be the team that comes out on top and makes a, a push into the playoffs, and we're sitting here going, all right, you know, maybe this is a team we overlooked, and maybe we counted out just a little too early. You guys took both of the teams that I was thinking of. Um, so <laughs> so the, I'm like scrambling, be like, all right, who could it be? I mean, and the Saints, again, the Saints are the favorite right now in Vegas to win their division. So I, that's why I was thinking of them. Um, I mean, shit, dude. I'll, I'll go with the Colts. Like, what, what happens if Anthony Richardson actually becomes like some sort sure. of freak, right? And like that division's not very good. Obviously, we're all, especially me, hoping the Jags continue to – you know that momentum but like they could, easy, they could easily yeah the playoff team jaguars they could easily just you know pick apart the titans and the texans and then if they just get the best of the jags they could easily win that division so i'll go with the colts we can uh we can reverse order here and i'll go last the follow-up to that question is what team in your top 10 do you think could fall out and we look back at like holy crap why do we even think this team's good I promise I didn't build my rankings to do this specifically, but I have a team at 10 that I'm going to pick. Go ahead. Um, Actually, you guys don't have that team in the top 10, so I can take it. The New York Jets. There is no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers comes in and plays at an, like an MVP. The Jets have been cursed at quarterback. The Jets do not stay healthy. The Jets are in the best division in football. There's no guarantee his team makes the playoffs. Everyone's acting like they're just going to walk to the playoffs and – just you might as well book it today. Chiefs and Jets are playing the AFC Championship. Nothing is guaranteed. This is all, even though Aaron brought a bunch of luggage with him from Green Bay, there's no guarantee all the pieces are going to mesh together. This is a team that I could see struggle out of the gate. And if they struggle out of the gate, given Mr. Rogers' attitude, I don't see that that team necessarily doesn't just collapse from within. I think of the teams I have in the top 10, they're the most likely to, oh boy, not so hot when we get around to week 12. Um, Trish, you want to go ahead and I'll go last. Um, this is a tough question. Um, 
I mean, I usually could go with the Jags there, but um, I'll go. I actually can think of like four teams, and I'm just deciding which one. You, it's easy to say the Dolphins because of exactly yep. what happened last year. If Tua gets hurt, right? Like if thousand Tua, percent. If, if Tua, if Tua is hurt, like what on earth are you guys going to do? Like all that speed Mike's is awesome, white, but, like, baby. But actually, that is a better improvement, though. Than, You're damn right, um, it is. Skyler, <laughs> Skyler, right what's what's the name? Thompson. Skyler, Skyler Thompson, Thompson and we you. had a uh, Teddy Bridgewater who so, just needs to be a coach. So you want to know what I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually probably would be a great coach. Um, I think it would be. I'm gonna. I want to say a team, but then everybody's going to be like, okay, so you're just going for hot takes. So I'm going to just stick with the Dolphins. Oh. Who would the team be? Well, let's see if it's Austin's team, and then maybe we'll come back to it. Hold on. I want to hear what Chiefs is going to say. I want to see if we're on the same page. Buffalo Bills. Damn. Okay. I was also thinking about them, but I thought it might be a little too hot takey. So I'm picking the Ravens, which also might be a little hot takey. But I know you just signed Lamar Jackson to a huge deal. When was the last? I mean, it's the last two seasons he's not played in the month of December, and it's kind of another one of those deals when you need it when you need him the most, he doesn't show up. I think when you look at some of these, you know, he's won one playoff game. When you look at those other playoff games, it was defense is able to game plan against him, keep him in the pocket, avoid him from running, and you look at the rest of this team, and there's just no one else that he can truly rely on. I like the fact that you got Odell. I I like Zay Flowers going to your team in the draft, but at the same time, it's you kind of already have that similar type of player there, you know, with Duvernay, maybe need another guy that you could truly rely on to, to run good routes and, and get open, you know, over the top necessarily. And I think with Zay Flowers, you're really just asking him to stretch the field and kind of be open along the sidelines and, you know, use him as some jet sweeps. And that's kind of just a gimmicky type of player. And I don't think it's something that the, the Ravens necessarily needed um, to kind of help their offense move forward. Um, so, I can just kind of see the Ravens here having high hopes and then everything just crumbling. Because defensively as well, like linebacker position, you got Roquan Smith. You know, you've pretty much already said you're getting rid of Patrick Queen. You've already said, hey, our second day is not as good as we think it should be or as good as we want it to be. So I can see the Ravens actually being the team that falls out of there. Another team that I was really, really thinking about, and I know it's kind of maybe stupid, but at the same time, it's just like the Kansas City Chiefs. I know I have them at one. Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback. Travis Kelsey's at tight end. Realistically, outside of that on offense, who do you have? People can say Isaiah Pacheco. That's great. He runs hard. But a lot of that was also with running back by committee with Jarek McKinnon. And I know he's coming back next year too, which is great. But it's hard to look at this and say, who can this offense truly rely on outside of Travis Kelsey? You could have said that last year, though. I mean, very true. And I I did say that last year. And it's just – it's kind of one of those deals we're looking at it is – I don't want to say the Chiefs got lucky, but – like. In a sense, like that division just crumbled. I mean, it just it kind of just left everything wide open for them. The Raiders could not hold the lead. The Broncos, Russell Wilson played his worst career year. The Chargers shockingly dealt with injuries once again. It just kind of left Kansas City be like, let's just remain healthy and keep playing this style of ball and just be consistent in this type of way. And they just they got through the division. I know they they won a lot of other big games, but like as a Chiefs fan, as much as I'm excited to see the success there, there's also the concern and worry of like, when does this crumble and when does this fall apart? Speaking of crumbling and falling apart, when I was on my walk today, I was thinking about the podcast and thinking about stuff like this. And I was like, one know whose window is like right now and kind of feels like it's only got like two more years, like one to two more years. I already mentioned the bills. 
but also the Bengals because they're about to have to pay everybody and they're going to lose like stud players. Like they already had to lose their safeties, right? Like what's going to happen? And they're always going to be in it with Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're not going to be good, but like this core team, like yep, take your truly shot is truly is like, I think is like a special core. And I know they haven't, I mean, they went to the Super Bowl and lost, but like it's a truly special core and the windows now. Can we, uh, yeah. while we're on Cincinnati, can we give them credit though? Because like, I think they've also realized that and they're without a doubt going all in right now. Like the Bengals for like the last 40 years have been known as a cheap franchise. They don't yeah. spend money. They don't sign free agents. They don't extend players. They don't. They're kind of going all in right now. Like they are yeah, keeping guys. That. They're not trading guys away for draft picks to reload. We're going to reload. We're going to reload. No, 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 no. They're running everybody right up into the end of the contract. They're going to try to extend who they can. And they're using that money to bring in players to play with Joe Burrow. And people obviously want to play with Joe Burrow. He's freaking Joe Burrow. But like, I think they deserve a tip of the cap because they are a team who recognizes where they're at situationally and they're trying to maximize their window. Granted, it's going to be short, but that's the NFL. Yeah. And to kind of go on the reverse, though, the team's window who I think is is opening up and maybe a little sooner than they expected. And I know I shit talked to them all at the beginning of the episode, and this is not me trying to make up for that. But I was also thinking about this the other day on my way to work. It's just the fact that, like, when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's everything that, like, potentially could happen this next season, like with Trevor Lawrence. I know I said earlier, it's like, hey, last year felt like a little bit of a year early. Didn't really expect him to be last year with, you know, new head coach kind of coming in, Doug Peterson, <laughs> replacing just an awful year one for for Trevor Lawrence. And I think it's just kind of one of those deals you're sitting, you look at it and you're like, they're going to build off of that. We always talk, you know, second year quarterback and head coach. You got that. Then you throw in Calvin Ridley as well, who is an excellent receiver. And I think it's just, I know we all know he's going to be available this year, but I don't think we understand like how much of a jump that's going to be for this offense and for Doug Peterson. Like it is going to be electric watching what they could do. And like we saw Josh Allen just progress every single year with his presence in the pocket, accuracy down the field, accuracy outside of the pocket, controlling the huddle, being a great leader. And it's like Trevor Lawrence is following that. Now, again, year one, tough to make a read on it, but the jump he made for year two, it into the end of the year and into the playoffs, it was Trevor Lawrence, he's like, I don't want to say he's having moments of choking, but you can tell the pressure is getting to him. And then you get to the playoffs like, all right, Trevor, we need you to make a play. We got a third down. You have to convert. He did it. And that was part of the reason why they came back against the Chargers as well and won. And almost how they did against Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. You know, again, I know I started the episode shit talking him in a way that I didn't intend to. It's whatever. But it's still, it's like, I think the Jaguars could be a team next year where we're sitting here looking at it and going, Damn, congratulations, Chiefs. Very happy for you. So glad that they didn't play the Chiefs overseas because that is a playoff so matchup in Arrowhead. So glad. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just looking at everybody. I'm just looking at all the other things. I'm trying to see if there's any other differences that I'm like, okay. Well, uh, the problem is Tracy. The huge difference are, that I saw between us was the so freaking close. Yeah, sorry. The Chargers, is that what you said, Austin? Yeah. Yeah, I got like, I mean, I have 12. them at six. Tracy, you have them at eight. And Keefer, you have them at twelve, like you said. Yeah. What are you? I mean, I what are your guys' expectations on the Chargers for next year? Well, I just feel like they're a they're a high variance team. Last year, about halfway through quarters way through the season, we were talking about how Staley might be on the hot seat, and then it was all hush hush, and they kind of just ran it back. Like this doesn't seem like a front office that's pushing a coaching staff that's pushing 
This I seems mean, like a team that's just like, well, we're just going to kind of, I mean, they did bring in Kellen Moore. They got Kellen so, Moore. I think that's a yeah, huge yeah, Which thing. I think is huge, which I kind of wanted to talk about the Cowboys too, because I have them a little bit lower than you guys. Yeah. But I mean, the, the Chargers, until the Chargers do something, I don't think I'm going to have any faith in them because every year it seems like they shit the bet. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't have them higher too. And also, I just think the top seven teams there are just really, really good. So um, I, I have a lot of faith. I think the Chargers make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be good. Um, I love that they have they got Kellen Moore. I think it's going to bring something to that offense. I think that Quentin Johnson, we already talked about last episode. I'm excited for him. Um, as for the Cowboys, I actually want – I. I started them at like, I think like seven or eight and I slowly just like started pushing them down further and further. A lot of it is because of, I don't know what this offense is going to look like with Schottenheimer uh, being their offensive coordinator, who he was the offensive coordinator in for the Jags. Trevor's learned his rookie year. And I know that Schottenheimer's not calling the plays. It's actually McCarthy, but like, it's just like, that's just not a good combination to me. And so that makes me legit worried for Dak, who was already bad last year. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, uh, so I saw a quote that McCarthy wants to run the damn ball, right? Ha ha. Yeah. There it goes. The problem is Tony Pollard's never carried the load yep. per se. And when you had him, he got hurt. So okay, let's go, let's go down to the depth chart here. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. I love Deuce baby? Vaughn. Who I I love Deuce Vaughn. He was freaking awesome at Kansas State. Loved him. But uh neither one of those two is running between the tackles, folks. I will not be shocked if Zeke resigns there in a month. Right. After all the fans completely shit talked him. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be shocked. Like, if he's like, if it's not a contain- contender that's like wanting him, I could see him going back. Uh, I thought he was Hunt a shoe in. I thought he was a shoe in for Kareem Buffalo. Hunt has not signed anywhere, but Kareem Hunt looked bad last year. Mm-hmm. He looked yeah. bad and slow, just like just like Zeke. Honestly, the people forget that they they couldn't trade Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they were. Like, it was a little bit, a little bit. You know, did the, how hard did they try? But yeah. he asked to be traded, and he wasn't. So, well, that also is going to come with the PR headache too for a team, and it's like, do we mm-hmm. really want to deal with this attention right now in the season? But like Cincinnati, I could see as a winning spot for him specifically. Like Dallas, yeah. I think could be a good one, especially since he's going to be in a running back by committee. With Tony uh-huh. Pollard, like I think that helps him out. I think it helps him out, and especially with so, him knowing he's going to be the main workhorse between the tackles, I think that might help him be a little bit more motivated. And then plus, it's also the Cowboys. I I don't want him to go here, but a place that I could see a good fit is the Baltimore Ravens. They did not for, sign for Green Hunt. For Green Hunt, they they did not sign or draft a running back. Like, they are going all in on J.K. Dobbins. It's him and Gus Brad- – uh, no, I almost like Gus Bradley. Uh, Gus Edwards. Yeah. It's like those uh, two. They got the kid from Oklahoma State. Justice Hill. Justice Hill. Who's not very good. No, he, he hasn't been the same since he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. Just hasn't so, been. Yeah. Just a fantasy headache. You just you, you need him to just play one good week and he doesn't play at all. <laughs> Well, we've all we've all played that game. Okay, Dan. Before we sign off, I know you really want to talk about the the rankings of divisions. Right. So I'll let so, you dive into it. God, I just feel like we've really beat him up this episode, man. I okay, Austin. So this got me fired up. Is last week you made a comment, and you probably didn't even mean it, but you talked about how the AFC West was the best division in football. I took all of our rankings, all three of us. I averaged them out by team. 
I took those team rankings. I averaged them out in the divisions. Here's how they landed just so everybody at home gets them. In the AFC East, our number one division as a podcast, the average team rank was 10.5. AFC North and second was 11.8. AFC West, 13.2. NFC East, 14. NFC North, 17. Tied with the NFC West. Then the AFC South was at 22. And the NFC South was at 24. We know those divisions are bad. But the point is, the AFC West gets a lot of run because of the Chiefs. And last year we talked about how good the Broncos could be with Russell Wilson. And we talked about how good the Chargers should be with Justin Herbert. And we talked about, you know, how good Vegas could be. And this is that, that. At the end of the day, we don't think that they're that good. Yeah, I think it's it's just different than last year, right? Like everybody was high on yeah. them last year. I don't think anybody is mm-hmm. this year. Like no, me, you, you, me it, as well. These are the but, numbers. No, totally, yeah. for sure. Um, but I think if you look at it, like this all makes sense, right? Like we know the AFC East is good. We know the AFC North is good. We know the NFC South is bad. We know the AFC South is bad. I think another thing too, to think about this with the Raiders is, you know, we've talked about a team on the bottom 10 that can make quite a bit of noise here. Um, and I like even looking at the Raiders, I know I have them at 23. Jimmy Garoppolo just wins football games. I mean, we want to talk mm-hmm. about like, looking at the numbers, like that's what he does. He just wins games. And, the Raiders were just disappointed to watch last year. I don't really know who the blame can go on or where to point the finger or even where to start with that. Cause just all around, it just did not live up to it. But you know, uh, one thing they really dealt with was just injuries. And if you can get these guys back on offense, if you can get Hunter Renfro, if you can keep or keep Deandre, uh, excuse me, Devonte Adams, Devontae Adams with the relationship and have that kind of build up with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that could be dangerous. You also just really hope Jimmy Garoppolo does not throw him into an injury like he did with George Kittle several times in San Francisco. But, like, even the fact that you got Michael Mayer in the draft, and I know last episode I kind of talked about it, I was like, I didn't really like that pick there for the Raiders because I thought they needed other needs. That might actually just – I kind of put more thought into it too. Is like, that might just be a guy who's a safety blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, let me just get the ball out of my hands with this offensive line that's not very good – and I don't even care if you get anything after the catch. Just catch the damn ball and just either get down or fight for an extra yard. I don't need anything explosive. I don't need anything great. I just need you to catch the ball. I just need you to be reliable. We have Hunter Renfro underneath. We have Hunter Renfro in the middle of the field. We got Devontae Adams deep. We got Devontae Adams wherever the hell we want him. And then we got Josh Jacob to run the ball. I think it's just kind of one of those deals we look at the Raiders and say they could also be a team that surprised everyone because, again, there were several games last year where they were up by at least 13 points, and then they lost. I think there were seven games specifically where that happened for them. You start turning those around, you start turning those losses into wins, we are talking totally different about that team and organization heading into this year. For sure. Right, and maybe, the, and maybe Jimmy is the guy, you know, because when you look at Jimmy, one of the reasons why he was so, so, so successful with Kyle Shanahan is that he doesn't lose games. You know, he might, he might not be able to make the throw to win the game, but he's also not going to throw the three interceptions before that to blow the game. He's yeah. very safe. Oh, you got a fourth and goal. Let me throw it out of bounds. Nothing in the end zone. Thank you, Derek Carr. I'll yeah. never forget that game. What an idiot. What an idiot. What, what a loser. <laughs> Could you believe Love. this guy? Love it. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. Those are our power rankings for May. And we'll do May. this again in probably July and it'll be completely different. And you're going to go, how is it different? There hasn't been any games played because we'll just start hearing more and doing all this. We get so. post June 1st movement, man. Byron Jones contract comes off the books. Miami's getting $10 million of fun money. 
Oh, good for you. Good for you. What I'm excited. Gonna, what are you going to do with that? I hopefully get an offensive line. <laughs> that's what for I really 10 want. million dollars that's all i want for my birthday is an offensive line for tua i love it all right okay that does it for us we'll be back next week we appreciate y'all and tonight we've been talking football